Okay, so I have an idea that's kind of been burning in my in my head, in my spirit for a while. Uh, something that I need to develop. And uh, I, I don't know where this is even going to go yet, but it's just something I've been thinking about for a little while. Um, if you've been listening to the journey for any uh, length of time, you know that I am a, a Gary Vaynerchuk fanboy, uh, along with uh, Dr. Eric Thomas, ET, the hip-hop preacher. Those are uh, probably my two biggest influences um, in the uh, online uh, entrepreneurship space, motivational space right now is those two. And uh, one thing that Gary Vee talks about often is um, when he talks about, you know, where he came from and uh, he talks about how he's gotten to where he's gotten now, you know, if, if you've listened to uh, a number of his uh, keynote speeches and he, uh, he he talks about, you know, just, you know, how he's gotten to where he is now, he, he talks about how he put his head down for 10 years from, uh, the Basically, from the time he graduated from uh, from college, uh, from undergrad, all the way until um, well, he said ten years, I think. So, so he was in thirty-two. Uh, it was either it was either that or like thirty or something like that. But I guess he said that he needed to uh, he he needed to map his um, his uh, behavior to his ambition of one day wanting to own a New York Jets. But uh, I think he said that he realized that at 30, but I guess it was 32 before he started saying anything. So he said from from, from 22 to 32, he um, didn't say anything at all. Um, and, you know, we didn't even really have social media during that time anyway. So, um, so I, guess, I guess it might have been um, easier to not say anything, but but uh, you know I won't say that about him. But um, he did say that he had his head down for ten years, and he wasn't talking about much of anything because he had his head down working. Uh, he was you know working on building a big business, and that's exactly and that's exactly what he did because in his mind he didn't have anything to say about anything until he actually went out and did something. And, and, you know, he was saying that to say, you know, so many people uh, want to present themselves as gurus and uh, haven't had uh, the experience that uh, maps to that yet. And um, that's something that is uh, extremely important. And, um, and, and so I, I've been thinking about that. And I just wonder, what do you do if... You have, um, you ha- you know you have a message. You know that you have something that God has given you, um, but it's not coming together. Um, you know that you have a-, a message that you know would bless the world, but um, you know God has not given you that platform yet to uh, to to, uh, to to bless the world with it. Um, you know, the, the, the right doors have not quite opened for you uh, yet. Uh, opportunities haven't come together the way that you would uh, like them to. But, um, and, and, and with, those ex- with those experiences, with those opportunities that you're looking for, you would be able to have the experience that would give you 
more credibility to what it is that you're saying. But it's like you can't seem to get those opportunities to gain that credibility to go out and to, um, you know, say what it is that uh, you want to say. And, you know, have the opportunity to, to, to speak and to, and to write and to reach people. I just wonder about that. You know, what do you do if you know you have a message, but it's like, you know, you're not able to have the opportunity to really give that message and you're not getting those at bats because you're not even getting the experience in order to make those at bats count. I hope you all understand what I'm saying. I hope this makes sense. But I've just been wondering about that. Like, what do you do uh, in, in that situation? Uh, I, I just have, um, I've just been thinking about that, man, because uh, I just, I got to be really honest with you guys about something. This podcast is a production of the Ministries of Marcus A. Kyler. For more information about Marcus and about the editing and proofreading, digital communications, and ministry consulting services he can provide for you, your ministry, or your business, please visit MarcusAKyler.com. Thank you for listening and be blessed. Hello and welcome to The Journey, the audio journal of a man working his tail off to achieve greatness in his life. This is a show all about the trials and the triumphs, the pain and the pleasure of producing a life of greatness that honors God, supports my family, and builds the community. (laughs) What's going on everybody? I'm your man Marcus, a former pastor turned church communications consultant who is passionate about using social media to tell life-changing stories that inspire and transform. I promise you, I'm going somewhere, y'all, and I want you to come along with me. So thank you for joining me on this journey, and welcome aboard. The YouVersion Bible verse of the day comes from Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. And I'll be reading today from the Message Bible. That the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other, in step with each other. None of this going off and doing your own thing. And cultivate thankfulness. Let the word of Christ, the message, have the run of the house. Give it plenty of room in your lives. Instruct and direct one another using good common sense. And sing, sing your hearts out to God. Let every detail in your lives, words, actions, whatever, be done in the name of the Master, Jesus, thanking God the Father every step of the way. (laughs) There's really not much to say here. (laughs) Eugene Peterson pretty uh, pretty much said it. And uh, the most important part here is uh, when he's saying, let every detail in your lives, words, actions, whatever, be done in the name of the master. Let every detail in your lives. That's really what this thing is all about. Um, We have a tendency uh, to compartmentalize God to give God only a portion of our lives to uh, to, to, to say you know what well in these areas you know I'm, I'm going to go to church you know I'm, I'm going to give 
uh, I'm going to sing in the choir or I'm going to preach and, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this God thing over here. But then, you know, with the rest of my life, you know, I'm going to do uh, what I'm going what I'm going to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to say what I want to say. I'm going to live uh, like I want to live because I've already given God my peace. <laughs> I've given God his due. I, how, how many times have you heard that? I'm going to give God his due. I'm going to give God his time. You know, how, how many, how, how often have you heard that? How often have you said that? I mean, that's, that's something that is very common. I, I you know, we, we've, we've all probably said it once or twice in our lives, if we be very honest. Uh, and I know that we've heard it because I know I've heard it hundreds of times. I'm going to give God his due. I'm going to give God his time. Or, you know, if we want to sound really good about it, I'm, I'm going to give God his time first. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because we're tithing our, uh, our, 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 our tenth, uh, the, uh, the tenth of our time, uh, treasure and talent. And so with that time piece, yes, we're giving that uh, to God. <laughs> okay, so we're going to give God a piece. And then we're going to take the rest of it and just do whatever we want uh, with our lives, you know, when in all actuality, we're supposed to live our whole lives for God. The, 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 the commitment uh, aspect of um, of this thing, you know, it, it always goes back to uh, it always goes back to marriage. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you know, if if, if you. If you only give your spouse a piece, but then you do what you want to do, you know, with the rest of it, you know, that, that that's not a recipe for a happy marriage. Nobody that 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 short description, you know, even if, you know, you give your spouse a piece first, a piece of you first, a piece of time for uh, him or for her first. And then you do what you want to do with the rest of the time. That's not a recipe for a happy marriage. And, you know, that's you're supposed to have commitment in the marriage. And so that's not going to work, you know, with um, with our relationship with God either. You know, not, not everybody's married. So let, let, let's let, let's look at it from um, let's look at it from a, a from a physical standpoint. You know, OK, I'm going to give uh, I'm going to give my physical fitness. I'm going to give that a piece. I'm going to spend a little bit of time with my physical fitness. I'm going to spend a little bit of time going to the gym. I'm going to eat right maybe once a week or something like that. That's not a good recipe for success either. You know, because if you spend the rest of your time eating whatever you want to do and sitting on your behind, then that little time that you spend at the gym is not going to do anything. It's about consistency. It's about giving all to what you're doing. And it's about giving all to God. Give him your all today. Okay, so I have an idea that's kind of been burning in my in my head, in my spirit for a while. Uh, something that I need to develop, and uh, I, I don't know where this is even gonna go yet. But it's just something I've been thinking about for a little while. Uh, if you've been listening to the journey for any uh, length of time, you know that I am a, a Gary Vaynerchuk fanboy, uh, along with uh, Dr. Eric Thomas, ET, the hip hop preacher. Those are uh, probably my two biggest uh, influences um, in the uh, online 
uh, entrepreneurship space, motivational space right now is those two. And uh, one thing that Gary Vee talks about often is um, when he talks about, you know, where he came from and uh, he talks about how he's gotten to where he's got now. You know, if, if you've listened to uh, a number of his uh, keynote speeches and he, uh, he he talks about, you know, just, you know, how he's gotten to where he is now, he, he talks about how he put his head down for 10 years from um, basically from the time he graduated from uh, from college. Uh, from undergrad all the way until, um, well, he said 10 years, I think, so so he would have been 32 then. Uh, it, was either, it was either that or like 30 or something like that, but I guess he said that he needed to, uh, he, he needed to map his, um, his uh, behavior to his ambition of one day wanting to own a New York Jets. But uh, I think he said that he realized that at 30, but I guess it was 32 before he started saying anything. So he said from from, from 22 to 32, he um, didn't say anything at all. Um, and, you know, we didn't even really have social media during that time anyway. So, um, so I, guess, I guess it might have been uh, easier to not say anything, but but uh, you know I won't say that about him. But um, he did say that he had his head down for ten years, and he wasn't talking about much of anything because he had his head down working. Uh, he was you know working on building a big business, and that's exactly, and that's exactly what he did because in his mind he didn't have anything to say about anything until he actually went out and did something. And, and, you know, he was saying that to say, you know, so many people uh, want to present themselves as gurus and uh, haven't had uh, the experience that uh, maps to that yet. And um, that's something that is uh, extremely important. And, um, and, and so I, I've been thinking about that. And I just wonder, what do you do if you have, um, you you know, you have a message, you know that you have something that God has given you, um, but it's not coming together, um, you know that you have a a message that you know would bless the world, but, um, you know, God has not given you that platform yet to, uh, to, to, uh, to, to bless the world with it, um, you know, the, the, the right doors have not quite opened for you uh, yet. Uh, opportunities haven't come together the way that you would uh, like them to. But, um, and, and, and with, those ex- with those experiences, with those opportunities that you're looking for, you would be able to have the experience that would give you more credibility to what it is that you're saying. But it's like you can't seem to get those opportunities to gain that credibility to go out and to, um, you know, say what it is that, uh, you want to say and, you know, had the opportunity to, to, to speak and to, and to write and to reach people. I just wonder about that. You know, what do you do if you know you have a message, but it's like, you know, you're not able to have the opportunity to really give that message and you're not getting those at bats 
because you're not even getting the experience in order to make those at-bats count. I hope you all understand what I'm saying. I hope this makes sense. But I've just been wondering about that. Like, what do you do uh, in, in that situation? Uh, I, I just have, um, I've just been thinking about that, man, because uh, I just, I got to be really honest with you guys about something. So I said I got to be with, uh, honest with you guys about something. And, and that's this. Um, a lot of you all know I wrote a book back in 2016. Uh, it's called Rebuild, a 12-part framework for rejuvenating and restoring the burnt-out pastor. And um, yeah, I, I believe in my heart, I believe in my heart that it's a book that could you know, really impact uh, the lives of pastors. Thank you. Um, we are you know, going through uh, the situation of burning out or almost burning out or trying to recover from burnout um, and it can also impact young leaders to let them know what not to do and to, the pitfalls to avoid um, it can also uh, I believe uh, you know really help leaders in business because it's a book about pastoral burnout but I think it can also help um, people who might be burning out uh, just as a leader um, in any industry because I think there's some principles there that could really help um, I believe in the book I went through a lot to uh, write this book and I believe every word um, I, I really put a lot on the line to write this book <laughs> and uh, a lot of that is going to come to the surface uh, in the coming years. Uh, a lot of um, what I had to do and, and, and what I put on the line. But uh, the, 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 reason, the, the reason that I, 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 I say that is um, because you know, I put so much on the line because I wanted to, uh, I, I, in my mind, I firmly believed that this book was really going to help catapult my uh, consulting slash writing slash uh, speaking career. Like, really put that thing into high gear. Um, I, I really felt that this book, the way I was marketing it, uh, the timing of it, because I had just finished uh, my uh, Doctor of Ministry, and you know, I was really ready to take things to the next level. And I really, I really felt like it was time, but um, you know, God didn't seem to think that it was it was time. Um, you know, I really was able to make some some traction early on, and um, you know, that was good. But uh, besides, you know, some er you know, getting on the uh, best-selling list during the first week during uh, launch week because I had you know put in some launch strategies or whatever. So, you know, I sold a few books that first week, but then now after that, you know, sales kind of fizzled out and, uh, and, and everything like that. And, and let me just say this. I'm telling you that sales fizzled out and everything, but let me tell you what happens, though. Um, you know, when, when, when you write a book, 
that that uh, that can be useful for people. Because what happens is you might not be, uh, you, you might not have done what you wanted to do. But I tell you, I do get a royalty check every single month. <laughs> I, I I get a royalty check. It, it might have only been from one book being sold, but let me tell you, I get a royalty check, and uh, I, I'm thankful for uh, those five dollars of royalties that I get um, just about every month because uh, you know that means that you know it's touching somebody. Somebody saw it and uh, they they felt compelled to purchase, and uh, I'm, I'm so thankful for that because uh, that just lets me know that even even the one person. Uh, wanting uh, to, to buy the book lets me know that um, you know if I could just reach more people with it, then um, you know we can do more. But it, but it wasn't in God's will for Rebuild to take off uh, the way that I thought it would. And uh, truth truth be told, I think I might know why because there there are some more things that I've gone through um, in in the last few years since I wrote that book. I've gone through so much that I'm going to have to write a second edition uh, to that book. So like I said, I went through so much after uh, writing Rebuild. And so much has happened between then and uh, my talking to you right now that uh, there, there's, really, there's really going to have to be a second edition. And the second edition, I believe, has uh, potential to have far more impact than uh, I could imagine that uh, this edition uh, ever could. Uh, And that'll remain to be seen. But uh, so much has happened. I mean, so much. It's it's indescribable um, what I've been through. And I think that what I've been through is the essence of what I'm writing about. Um, you know, I thought I had enough to write about when I wrote the book in the first place, but I realize now that I had to go through so much more and, and what, what I'm going through now and what I've been going through for the past two years, um, could be, um, the reason why, uh, God did not allow me to blow up because of this. So, you know, it remains to be seen, but the point of all that is, is that, you know, I'm just really asking a question right now because I'm in a place where, you know, I'm really not, um, and, and I'm not waiting for somebody to give me an opportunity. Well, I am waiting for somebody to give me an opportunity um, professionally, but I'm trying to go out and create opportunities to the best of my ability. Uh, please, please believe I'm, you know, working on that every day, but you know, um, when it comes to speaking and training and, and, and doing a lot of things, you know, and, and somebody at least has to put you on first, you know, and, and give you an opportunity first or whatever before you can, um, you, you know, that you can get your reps, you can get your at-bats and, and, and truly, uh, you know, blow up. I'm just looking for, you know, a foundation, you know, that I can, you know, grow from by getting I can get one more opportunity, I can work that opportunity, provide value for wherever I am uh, with that opportunity, and then, you know, truly, you know, take things to the next level, 
um, on my own. But um, you know, I'm 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 looking for that. And one reason that I, I just don't think that that's happened yet is is, is uh, you know because I, I've had to go through some backside of the mountain uh, type storms in my life, and uh, I'm thinking that God is trying to keep me from. Um, in, in, in his grace and his mercy is trying to keep me from getting exposed um, which I appreciate him for but by the same token it's like what do you do when you know you have something to say and you're in this holding pattern you're in a place where you know you're not getting that opportunity uh, your voice is not being heard you're not being seen you're as far from the limelight as humanly possible um, nobody is uh, talking to you. Nobody remembers your name. Nobody's thinking about you. You know what I'm saying? But you know you have something for the world. You know that you're supposed to be a world changer. You know you're supposed to be a mover and shaker. But you are the farthest thing from that right now. But you know you still have something in you. What do you do during that time? And that's why I started out with Gary Vaynerchuk. He said he didn't say anything for 10 years. And I, and I, and I couldn't imagine, you know. Not, think, not saying anything for 10 years, just put your head down and work. It's like, yeah, you're putting your head down and, and, and working, but this is just like, ah, what do you do? You know you have something. You know you have something to bless people. What do you do? I'm, I'm doing all that I can now to, um, to um, you know, try to put myself out there, try to do little things, you know, and try to, try to pick my spots see where I can add value and see where I can make an impact and do something, you know, um, you know, because it's hard to be bottled up, y'all, on this pursuit of greatness, uh, you know that greatness is in you, greatness is upon you, but I, I think there's an aspect to greatness that nobody talks about, or that very few people talk about, and that aspect of greatness that very few people talk about is what do you do when you have to bottle up that greatness and you have to wait on it. There's something to think about y'all. Alright y'all, I'm going to go on and get on out of here. Y'all be easy. Go after greatness. No matter what it takes. This is a journey. We're doing this thing together. And let's just make it happen. In Jesus' name, and with Jesus' help, we're going to make it happen. God bless. Thank you for joining me today on The Journey. I pray that I have said something today, or at least made you think about something that has added some light to your day and value to your life. Until next time, keep it moving, and God bless.